0: So we know that uh, the God that we serve, he is a miracle-working God. But we have to take steps of faith. You read Hebrews. um, One of the things about God is that God, uh, he rewards those, we know he rewards those who diligently seek him. But there's an element to our our, our walk with him that we have to take. And it's something that doesn't come naturally. It's faith. It's to walk by faith, not by sight. And not by maybe our circumstances, they can get us down. And they can just really lead us to be discouraged. But that's where our faith comes in, where we say, you know what, God? I know that I know that you're going to do something in this situation. I don't know how you're going to do it. And it might not look the way I expected it would look. But you're going to do what you promised you're going to do. And um, tonight, I want to preach a message entitled, uh, God who is ahead of us. And if you have your Bibles, uh, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter thirty-one. And when you get to chapter thirty-one, say "Amen." The God who is ahead of us. I was I was recently reading about this missionary who went to China, and she went to China the nineteenth century. And when she went to China, what happened was the mission alliance that sent that allowed her to go. Immediately they began to say um hey you, you can go but you cannot preach you cannot preach over there you can just go and you could just serve in the background and what ended up happening is she gets there in China and there's no there's sorry to say that there's no men rising up so what happened was she started preaching started off as a teaching But all of a sudden, the fire came upon her, and you know what? All kinds of Chinese people were giving their lives over to the Lord. I mean, this—it was just revival was taking place, and so she sent a telegraph to America, and all of a sudden, the board of directors, hey, hey, whoa, what's going on over there? We're gonna send, we're gonna find out what's taking place, and you know, you know, all that red tape, right? All that red tape, and so hey, hey, whoa, you need to stop, you need to calm down over there. But what she did, she continued to preach. Or teach. The Lord was moving. The Lord was moving. People were getting saved. People were getting saved. And that woman, she spent her whole life over there in China. She gave up getting married. Somebody, some, some brother was trying to send her telegrams. Hey, will you marry me? Hey, will you marry me? She cut off that engagement to serve the Lord. She said, Lord, I don't have time for a man. Because I have to preach. I have, to, I have to do what you call me to do. But what ended up happening, is the, the point of the story is the Lord led her to China. The Lord led her to China, not a man, not an organization. The Lord led her to China. And God used her in a tremendous and mighty way. And let me say this. God is going to lead you. God is going to guide you. God is going to strengthen you. And just like this woman, it took faith to go to China. It took great faith to go over there and to uh, minister. But you know what God did? This woman, she brought in so much money in, into the organization that they funded her to be over there in China. This woman did not know uh, Chinese, but she went over there and she learned Chinese. She was speaking fluent Chinese. This woman, that's a very hard language to learn. There's different levels of languages. Chinese is not an easy language to learn. And she went and she learned Chinese. Now, the, the, the people would have said, no, you can't do it. No, uh, uh, you, you, you're, you're, you're a woman. No, you, you're not smart enough. No, you, this. No, you don't have no money. But you know what? She didn't listen to man. She listened to God. And man will always try to discourage us from going forward what God has called us to do. I remember one time I was, uh, I was talking to a pastor. I was a young, young kid. I was like teenager. And I remember saying to him, I want to be a young pastor. I told him, I want to be a young pastor. I said that to him. And he looked at me and said, not in this fellowship. That's what he told me. I remember that. And you know what happened? I became a pastor. And the day I got ordained, he was there that day. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be mean to him or anything like that. But when someone says you can't, what does God say? When someone says you can't learn that, you can't do that, or you can't. No, what does God say? I'm not saying we. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, his. What he said was not valid. But what did God tell me? And what God tells you in your heart is going to supersede unbelief and doubt. Because sometimes your own self will try to talk you out of taking steps of faith. Sometimes our own mind will try to stop us from taking steps of faith. Sometimes our own own doubts, our own unbelief will try to stop us from taking steps of faith. But what does the Bible say in Hebrews? That we inherit the promises of God by perseverance and faith. So this evening, um, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31, the people of God are going into what God has promised them. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, what has God promised you? Say it with attitude. Attitude. You might be next to your fiance. He's, uh, you're like, he promised me you. <laughs> <laughs> Book of uh, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31. And let me just say this. God was calling them into the unknown. God was calling them to a place of giants, place of giants and God was calling them to a place of battle, of battle that they would engage in, battles that they would engage in. The Bible says this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8. How many of you are there? How many of you need a word from the Lord tonight, a word to encourage you? The Bible says this, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now that if anyone here today, they had someone steal their dream, don't let no one uh, uh, steal our dreams, God, that you've given us. If you've called us to it, we know you're going to see us through it. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to walk in your strength. Help us to walk in your Holy Spirit. Help us to walk in your anointing, God. I pray right now, Lord, that you would fill us with your joy and your peace. Today, Lord, we pray right now against every strategy of the enemy that will try to stop us from walking by faith and not by sight. And I pray for, Lord, just your Holy Spirit to lead me, not myself, but your Holy Spirit, that you would be honored and glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So God was calling these people to battle He was calling them, hey, you know what, guys, you guys are going to leave Egypt and now you guys are going to go with me and we're going to go into the promised land. But there's some battles that you're going to face. Nephilim is in the land. These giants are in the land. The son of Achan is in the land. So they had all this opposition. And, And, you know, in our walk with God, how many of us know we will face opposition? We will face trials. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So in this battle that you and I are in what do we need to be victorious we need to what we need to pray we need to pray church we 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 have to Be a praying, a praying individual. If you're going to be victorious in the battle that you're in, let me say this, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to dig my knees in in prayer. Saying, Lord, help me. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, uh, just do that work inside of my life. You know, one of the things that we see about all great men and women of God whom God had used in a tremendous way is that they were people of prayer. There was not one of them that was not a person of prayer. You think about Smith Wigglesworth. You think about John Wesley. You think about uh, uh, George uh, Whitehead. You think about all these. And then you think about Catherine Coleman. You you think about all these women that God had used, uh, Esther in the Bible. You think about all these women whom God had used in a tremendous and powerful way. They were people of prayer. They were people of prayer. You think about churches whom God had used. They were churches who prayed. That's why I'm so blessed that we have, uh, before our service, we have prayer before service. We could come. We could get a hold of the Lord. We could pray. Hallelujah. We could get hold of God. But let me ask you tonight, this is not really um, a really big part of my message, but I want to tell you, ask you a question, how is your secret prayer life today? Where you spend time alone with God before you get to church. Because how is no at church? People are gonna be asking you questions. Hey, can I? Hey, well, hey, did you hear about what happened? Hey, you, hey, well, you know who's not here today? You're looking. Hey, you know, all these things could be happening when We're in our church, and then we're seeing people. We're talking to people. So let me say this: We need to be prayed up before we even step into church. We need to be prayed up before we even engage in 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 any type of ministry. Like you think about ministry, like let's say you do a Bible study or. Are you do a, um, you sing a song or are you minister about the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, if we're going to do it, guess what? We need to fill this while back up with prayer. We need to fill this while back up with prayer. Where we need to say, Lord, I'm going to be a praying, believing Christian, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be close to you. I'm going to be walking around in my house and, and spending that time with you, Lord. And I'm not talking about these little flimsy prayers. Oh, Lord Jesus, how many I today. I'm talking about spending time with the Lord. Not like, oh, Lord, thank you for this food. Thank you, Jesus, I pray today. See, because when you get in battle, when I get in battle, we're going to need that prayer life. And let's say when you get into ministry, and let's say some of you call to be a pastor. When you're that pastor at that church, you're going to have to be a prayer warrior for those people. Because if you don't pray, we're not going to last. And I'm talking to all of us here tonight, including myself. If you're going to get married, you need to be praying. Because you're going to have to establish that marriage on prayer. If you're single, you need to pray. And you should be spending more time with the Lord than ever. Because you have that opportunity. God has given grace to you with that time to be spending time with the Lord. And so if you're going to go to battle, I'm going to go to battle. Let's be prayed up because the battle is won in the prayer closet. The battle is won. Before I even get to this pulpit, the battle is already won by what I did before I got here. Before the worship team gets here, before the ushers get here, before you start your day, before you go to work, the battle's already won in prayer. We have to spend that time with the Lord. So the Bible says that God said, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. One version says, do not be dismayed. The word dismayed in the Hebrew means to be shattered to be broken, to be trembling, to be fearful. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to shatter us. He wants to shatter our confidence in God. He wants to shatter our, our, uh, our, our, our belief in the Lord. He wants to shatter that. And that's why God says, do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. And one of the things that was awesome about Moses, God told Moses, encourage Joshua. Encourage him. How many of us know we need to encourage others? Call them, hey, I miss you. I'm praying for you. Is there anything that you that, that you need me to pray for? Because there's so many of us today that you're going through a battle. And we need God's strength and God's grace inside of our life. Tonight, how many of you want to go home and pray? You say, you know what, I'm going to go home and pray. It's easy to watch a movie. Isn't it? Can we be real today? It's easy for me to go watch Netflix. It is. It is so easy for me to go on my phone and just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, right? But it's hard for me to close the doors of my room and say, Lord, right now, I'm going to spend some time with you. And I, you know, begin to walk around and begin to, you know, just, you know, but the thing is this church is that the witches are praying and they're fasting to destroy churches Is that real? Yes, it really is real. I'm I'm just just being honest, church. There's things that some of us have seen, including myself, that you go, wow, this is real. This is real. You want to know if it's real? It is. It really is. So the battle is real, but the Bible says this, greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. See, we inherit promises the Bible talks about through faith and patience, but it says don't be lazy in the verse before that. It says don't follow the pattern of laziness. And don't follow the pattern of the children of Israel who what, were not able to inherit the promises because of their doubt and unbelief. Says this was an example to us, so we won't be like them. He says, but by faith and patience. Everyone say faith and patience. faith and patience. Faith and patience. Hallelujah! That you and I could come boldly into God's throne of grace in our time of need and say, Lord, right now I need your help. I need your strength. I need your anointing. I need, uh, I need the fuego de Dios. I need the fire. Of the Holy Ghost also. I need you, Lord. I need you in a powerful way. And I want to be on fire for you. See, because our relationship with the Lord, it's it, 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 it has to be disciplined. We have to be believing in the Lord. We have to be praying. We have to be worshiping. Because let me say this, church. I'm going to say this one more time. I, I want this to really sink in. If we're not praying, we are straying. If we're not praying, we are straying. You read about Elijah in the book of James chapter 5. And the Bible says that Elijah was a man just like all of us. He was a human. He said, but he prayed fervently to the Lord and that God heard his prayer. That it was so powerful it changed the atmosphere of Israel. That he prayed that it would stop raining, and guess what God did? It stopped raining. It stopped raining. After he defeated the, the, the Baals, the, all the false pagan uh, warlocks, what happened was the Bible says there was no rain in the land. In second, uh, I'm sorry, first Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 18. You read 17, 18, 19. And it's such a beautiful story. But the Bible says there's no rain in the land, and the Bible says that, you know, Eli- uh, Elijah went to Ahab, the king of Israel, at the time and said, God's gonna bring rain. And he said, oh, okay, all right. And the Bible says that he went down and he started praying. And he started praying. The Bible says he started praying. And he looked at his 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 uh, sidekick right there. He says, do you see anything? Over, oh, Go on the mountain, go see if you see anything. And all of a sudden he ran back. He goes, I don't see nothing. It just looks like it's a clear sky. It looks like drought. It looks like drought. And then the Bible says Elijah started praying again. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus you know, oh, you know, God, he's just started praying, 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 praying. He ran back. He goes, go look again. And the Bible says that he came back and then he says, no, there's nothing. There's still nothing. And you know, how many of you have been praying and you waiting for something, but there's still nothing? You've been, you know, we've been praying, Lord, fill up this whole church. But we don't see it yet. Lord, bring in our unsafe backslidden family. Lord, bring that revival that we, you know, Lord, bring this. And we don't see it yet and we keep on praying. And, and, and the Bible says that He looked at his servant and said, hey, go look one more time. Some of us, we need to send our servant to go look one more time. I don't know who that's for tonight. But you've been seeing nothing. And the Bible says that he said, go send him one more time. He sent him, go look one more time. He started praying again. You know, sometimes we don't see nothing when we pray. We don't see God bringing in that unsaved loved one that we're praying for. We don't see God uh, doing that, you know, miracle that we've been asking for. And he said, send him one more time. He went one more time. And then he came back, Elijah, Elijah, you know, there's something. But it's like the size of a man's fist, a little small cloud. And then all of a sudden right there, Elijah knew. He said, God is bringing the rain. See, even the small things that God does, we need to tag, grasp and say, God, you're about to bring a heavy rain. Even if it's something small, like you just got a phone call finding out they're still alive, that's something good. That's something great right there. Even if it's just a small blessing, even if it's just a small little thing, we need to appreciate that and let it build and strengthen our faith. Even if it's just a small little thing, God is doing something supernatural. So the Bible says that, you know, right there he prayed and God began to do a tremendous thing. Let me say God's going to bring fire to this church if we'll pray. If we will pray like never before, God will bring what he promised he's going to bring. God's going to bring another generation of young people who are going to serve him. God's going to bring in strength and and, and power of his Holy Spirit. God's going to bring in what? He's going to just, some of us, we're already here. He's not even going to bring us in. He's just going to bring us on fire again for him. See, a lot of us pray like we don't believe it works. And that's why we don't do it. But if you and I knew what takes place in the supernatural realm, when we do pray, we would be praying a lot more. I know I would. I'll be praying like Paul without ceasing. I'll be like, Lord, I pray right now. Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, I worship you right now. Lord, I magnify your name right now. And you know, the battle is won in prayer. The battle is won in prayer. It's not won by our theology. Uh, you know, thank God that we need to know the word. But the battle is won through prayer. Through prayer. If you and I are just in a place where we're like, you know what, I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. Guess what? God's going to help you to want to pray. God's going to help you. God's going to help you that you can come to the Lord, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the dominion forever. That's the God that we serve, church. The disciples came to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, can you teach us to pray the way John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray? Jesus, show us how to pray because we see there's power all over you, Jesus. We want some of that. We we want to know how to pray. The Jewish people of the time they 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 prayed, but they prayed out on the, the wall to be seen by men. They made a big spectacle of prayer. Jesus broke those those paradigms. Said, so "When you pray." Go into your room, close the doors and pray to your father who's in secret. And your father who's in secret sees what's in secret and will reward you openly. See, when you pray, there's a reward. There is a reward when we pray. Every time we pray, there's a reward. When the praises go up, the blessings fall down. When the prayers go up, the blessings fall down and tonight maybe you're in that place where you're like god i know i know that i know this is the message i need to pray more i need to spend time more with you um when you do pray let's not go distracted into prayer like what i'm saying is when we do pray um let's make it a point to Turn it off. And say, God, I want I want you to have my heart right now. Spend this time with you and to be close to you. To be close to you, Lord. Another thing that we see right here about these, these people who had left where God had led, one of the things that we see about them is that... Where God leads, it isn't the path of least resistance. Many times we're like, okay, God, you're going to lead me. It's going to be super easy. Right? Oh, God, you're going to lead me. I'm saved now. I'm not going to have no more trials. It's not going to be hard. It's going to be very easy. Serving the Lord is not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be serving the Lord. The Bible says that we must lay down our life, pick up our cross, and follow him. In the New Testament, the Lord commands us to lay down our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to the Lord. Sacrifice of holiness, our bodies, our minds, Our our lives to the Lord. That brings the question to Danny. When was the last time Danny sacrificed to the Lord? And I get the question and I lay it at your feet. When was the last time you sacrificed something to the Lord of significance? Your time. You know, prayer is a sacrifice to the Lord. Fasting, it's a sacrifice to the Lord. What's another sacrifice? Telling others about the Lord. Serving is a sacrifice. Every time we serve, it's a sacrifice. But what does it do? It builds the kingdom of God, right? You know, you think about uh, all of us who serve. Is it easy to serve? Is it like, oh, this is so easy? I just want to be there early. We're fighting traffic. We have a tough day at our jobs. You know, the devil's attacking us. And is it easy? Is it really easy to serve? No, it's not. It's a sacrifice. But we do it as the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. That's who we're doing it for. So the sacrifice is unto the Lord. So we're sacrificing unto the Lord. We're going forward for God. He's leading us to those places that God's called us to be. Um, We're we're serving. We're, we're, We're being those servants. How many servants do we have here in this place? How many are your servant? You're like, I'm a servant. Yeah, I'm a servant for the Lord. Let me ask this question. Tonight, if I said, how many ushers do we have? All the ushers, raise their hands. Praise God. Let's give them a clap this evening. Praise the Lord. If I said, how many uh, media of the media team, if you could please raise your hand. Media. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many... Of the band do we have? Raise your hands. Band here, yeah. For you that are watching online, you there at your home, I want you to do this too. But how many servants do we have? How many servants? You're like, I'm a servant. Whatever, you, whatever God needs me to do, I'll clean the bathroom. I'll throw the trash. Whatever God needs me to do, I'll witness. Even if we're not at an outreach, I'll tell somebody about the Lord. So there's this place God leads us to. God leads us to that place. God's leading you to that place. You're going to that place, that place that God has called you to be. Some of you are going to be pastors. Some of you, are gonna, some of you you're going to be um, missionaries. I don't know what God has for you. God's leading you to that place. Some of you, God's going to use you in this ministry to, to do other things. But some of you also, you're, you're, this is not your only stop. God has a different stop for you. This is just a transition period for you. This is where you. This is like um, an airport for you. God has, God's preparing you in this season for something in the next season, right? And God's going to lead you in that place. I thank God because my dad, when I was at his church, my dad, he let me leave his church. He, he released me to my destiny. I knew it wasn't in Fresno. I knew God had something different for me. I thank God that my dad didn't say, hey, hey, you're staying here. I thank God that he released me. To my destiny. Some of you, your destiny is elsewhere. God's gonna use you. Maybe you might be a missionary in Bolivia. Maybe you might be a pastor in, you know, uh, Spokane, Washington. We don't know. God, God, God knows. Some of you are like, "Hey, is that why I was thinking about Spokane this morning?" But God's gonna lead you. And he's going to open these doors and you're going to see him open these doors in your life, right? And he's going to lead you. Let me encourage you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Don't get shattered. Because he's going to be there every step of the way for you. He's going to provide what is needed. He's going to supply and sustain you. He is going to protect and he's going to guide you. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. As the worship team makes their way up here tonight, one of the things about God is that he makes the rough road smooth. The Bible says in Isaiah, I want you to turn with me Isaiah 45 in verse 2. Isaiah 45 in verse 2. The Bible says these words to you and I. He makes the rough way smooth. How many are thankful for that? That he gets the rough things, he makes it smooth. Isaiah 45 and verse 2, the Bible says this, And I will go before you, and I will level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze, and I will cut through the bars of iron. Church, that's the God that we serve. He says, I will level all of this out for you guys. I'll, I'm going to level it. I'm going to make it plain so you can walk through. Thank you, Jesus. Another thing about God is as He goes before us, this is something that we know is true. And maybe right now you're like, I need to hear this again. But He fights our battles. That means that as we walk in faith, as we walk forward, he's already taking care of the enemy. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 30, it says, the Lord your God who goes before you, he himself will fight on your behalf. That's encouraging, church. That means that whatever battle you're going through tonight, God's already fighting those battles for you. God is, as you take those steps of faith, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm taking a step of faith. I'm going forward by faith. Guess what God's doing? He's knocking out the devil. He's tearing down the enemy. And what does the devil say during this time? Oh, the enemy will attack us during this time as we're walking by faith, right? I was just reading about King Hezekiah in... uh, the book of Second Kings, and it talked about how he went. He was there just serving God, and all of a sudden, the king of Assyria came, and he surrounded Israel. And the Bible says there was his vast army about uh, just around them. And the Bible says that the servant of Assyria he came to to the children of Israel, and he went there, and that all of a sudden the servants of Israel were right there, and they said, "Sir, please stop talking." Because, you know, just please stop talking. And they said, also, if if you're going to talk, can you speak, can we speak in a different, can we speak in Aramaic? Because we don't want the people to know what you're saying. And he says, no, I'm going to speak and I want everybody to know. We're going to about to kick you guys' butts. And we're going to kill all of you. And you guys are going to eat your own poop. That's what he said. And he says, and tell Hezekiah not to trust in God. Because where are the gods of this nation and that nation and this nation and that nation? We destroyed all of them. And the Bible says that Hezekiah, he went to the temple of the Lord. He started praying. And as he was praying, he said, Lord, this is what he said about you. And this is what he said about your people. And Lord, he has really destroyed these nations, though. He destroyed this nation and that nation and this nation and that nation, Lord. So this guy, he knows what kind of, he's done some bad things, Lord. And the Bible says that as Hezekiah was praying, Isaiah the prophet got a word from the Lord for the people of God. And he said, you know what, tell Hezekiah that I'm with him. And tell him he has nothing to be afraid of. And tell him that this guy who's saying all this stuff about me, I'm going to send him back to where he came from. And guess what, his army is going to get knocked down. And the Bible says that that night one angel, one angel of the Lord, one angel of the Lord came into the Syrian camp and annihilated all these uh, wicked warriors who try to destroy the things of God and the people of God and the purpose of God. And so what does that say to you and I when the enemy comes raging in our mind and telling us, hey, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy you like I destroyed that Christian. And I'm going to take you out like I did that ministry. And I'm going to do this and that to you. You know what, we just could go to God. And say, God, this is what the devil's saying about me. And this is what the devil's saying about you. But we need your help right now. We need your deliverance right now. And the Bible says that God sent help his way. What did it come through? Prayer. Through prayer, church. It came through prayer. He started praying, and God brought deliverance inside of his life. So tonight, church, if we could all stand in this place, you're here tonight. And maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say, you know what, I'll accept Christ in my life. I want my sins forgiven. The Bible says we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. We've all fallen short. Our sins have separated us from, from God. And maybe you're here tonight Say, you know what, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Are you watching online? If you could just raise your hand up right where you're at and say, yes, I like Christ in my life. I would like to accept the Lord as my Lord and Savior. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Maybe you're here tonight or you're watching online and you say, you know what, I need to turn. God's been, God's been on me. The Holy Spirit's been dealing with my heart. God loves you. And maybe tonight right where you're, I want you to say this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for all my sins. From this day forward, Lord, my life is yours. I believe that you died for my sins. Have your way. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Transform my life. Let me be more like you. Let me turn from my wicked ways. And let me acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, if you could please let us know where you're watching from. We would love to let you know about some great churches in your area. Or for us here today, if you said that prayer, you meant it. You know what, hold on. Stay connected. Start going to a home group. Just stay connected. Coming to church, reading your Bible, growing. God is going to meet you in a powerful way. Believer, Christian, tonight, how's your prayer life? How's my prayer life tonight? Are you close to the Lord? Have you been spending that time with God? Your destiny is found in prayer. As you pray, God is going to lead you, God's going to guide you, God's going to strengthen you, God's going to give you rewards that only come as you spend time with the Lord. God's going to show you his will and his destiny as you read his word, as you meditate, as you pray. He's going to help you and I in our lives.